Yeah! Woo! Alright, that's a Woo! good show! Matt, let's wrap it up! No. Matt, I'm uh, very excited to be here. And, uh... People are still trickling in. <clears throat> They're still Hit trickling in. So, we're gonna say hi, everybody. And welcome to a Malachi Black debuting. Woohoo! Andrade El Idolo. Black masking. Donning. I wrote that wrong. He's black black mask donning. That's what there I meant to say. What a DC fan he is. Matt, we're also going to be fluffing. Oh, fluff those old NWO memories. We're at the anniversary, kind of. Matt, it's another episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're talking Malachi's debut, of course. Comparing it with Andrade's debut. Hmm. A little, a little different between the two. Uh, Matt, we're talking Keith Lee's eventual return someday. Uh, try to give our tweet-length reviews of uh, Great American Bash and AEW's Road Ranger. And Matt has a new list he wants to debut today. Uh, we're going to try and top ten it. Favorite things that wrestling fans love to bash. In Matt. honor of the Great American Bash. That's right. Bashing and bashing. Um, it's It's been a not unseasonably warm, but it has been a spicy week of professional wrestling. Matt, my new windows are fantastic. Uh, the new uh, door wall is just a blast. Um, I actually almost feel safe in my own home. Matt, how are things besides the uh, three wasp nests uh, that the poor uh, installers found um, when they were putting the windows in? Uh, Matt, how are things on your end over there? How is the Casa de Eddie and Teddy? Oh, it's uh it's doing wonderful. Um we just spoke yesterday on our uh, Red Wings episode about finally, you know, this um oh boy, a long journey of my kitchen flooding the day I was supposed to get my countertops. I finally got the new countertops. They are in, they're installed. Uh they're beautiful. Ooh. We can use them this morning, which was fun. Um something we learned though just to give everybody a uh uh, you know, a little little advice here. Something we we weren't taught until they were done and installed, and there was caulk to <laughs> secure everything. Wall to wall caulk uh, at Matt's house. Quartz, Got it. quartz is is not. Uh, it, it can still be stained. It's only stain resistant. Um, so the guy who installed it, like part of the reason we went with quartz was because it's supposed to. We were told that, that you couldn't stain it. And that's our big thing is like messes with coffee and stuff like that and wine. And um, yeah, the guy's walking out uh, of the house and he goes, oh, uh, by the way, clean up those coffee and wine stains because it'll stain. And we think about the one of the main reasons we wanted to upgrade. You know, looks is one thing, but, you know, we also like function. And um, yeah, to be told, like the one reason we got new counters... And we went through this whole fiasco of the $25,000 insurance claim. <laughs> the guy walking out of the house goes, all right, coffee stains, wine stains, huge problem with courts. And we're like, okay, cool. That's what uh, we had with the old counters. So thanks, buddy. But it is beautiful. It, uh, I mean, it's wow. gorgeous. We, we used to just, you know, we had like the countertops you'd find in a random apartment, you know, like the default inside of an apartment so this is yeah, like what i have yeah yeah this is definitely an upgrade no you guys have a pretty nice counter it's nicer than uh i was just there you can't lie to me you all right um 
ours are ours are ringed with uh, coffee all over the place. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, Matt. I, I think we got to open up with Malachi. And yeah. uh, this was stunning news. Um, it came out of nowhere. You and I were in the middle with of the hockey reason. podcast. And uh, yeah, it was so stunning because we were all sure, even if he was released... Um, that he had a 90-day non-compete clause. Um, but according to our buddy at Fightful, uh, Sean Ross Sapp, uh, journalist extraordinaire for the wrestling community. My God, it's one of the few in- integritous voices that we have uh, where actually feels like news stories come out of him. Um, he said, oops, WWE forgot to update his, con- uh, uh, you know, Tommy and Aleister Black in WWE, now Malachi Black. They forgot to update his contract. Uh when you get called up, you're supposed to go from a 30-day non-compete should you get released to a 90-day non-compete. WWE made an oops. Um, <laughs> whoops. Uh, now he's uh, got just nuclear uh, fan support right now. Um, he came in, uh, gave a black mask kick to uh, Arn Anderson, um, had a, another dose for uh, Cody. Um, this is uh, This is stunning stuff. Um, on the same day, um, I don't know if you got a chance to see on Instagram, but he uh, put out a five-minute intro video, uh, yeah. ba- basically still staying in kayfabe about what his character was, that it, it was as if he'd been imprisoned for five years and he was being released. Um, you know, I guess calling his his, uh, his stay at WWE a, a prison creative, uh, creatively. Right. Um, and now he's free. Um, it looks like he's he's already going to be in the upper echelon, going up against Cody and his his first feud. Um, but this this was electric news. Um, I, I you know we know we know what WWE thought of him. Um, not only did they not book him, they forgot to update his contract um, in there. You know, for their own benefit. Uh, Matt, what are your opening thoughts here on uh, Malachi Black uh, jumping a Wednesday nights? Is is there a possibility? Is there a possibility that it wasn't forgotten? They were like, we like this cat. Let's let's not screw him over. You can say no real quick and we'll move on, but potentially. I I don't know if they would have given him that gift. It it didn't seem like they really gave him much else uh to work with. Um Yeah, it's I mean, I, I had that thought like just for a split second. I was like, eh, like the legalities of some of that stuff and and how strict they are with so many dumb things to think that this is the kind of thing that slips through the cracks is, is kind of weird. Um, so, I mean, you know, we don't know what exactly happened, but uh, we know it's good. Um, I mean, th- those are my, my initial thoughts where, holy crap, because that Instagram video came out earlier in the day uh, before Dynamite started. And I threw it into the notes uh, that, you know, like right when I watched the video, it's like, oh, cool. Let's uh, let's speculate. Let's figure out where uh, Alistair Black is going. And, uh, you know, Tommy End, let's figure out where he's going. And I think he does introduce himself at the end of that video as Malachi. Um, Like, that's what it that's to me. I was like, all right, that's going to be the topic of the show is we're we're going to discuss the potential uh, let's project let's project where he's going maneuver yeah. right exactly and then um i don't know it's it i think this is this spins everything in a completely different direction um i i do think it is weird that he had that video 
Um, and it, and it, it is, it's pretty wild too, because of uh, this fudging of the numbers with the 90 days and the 30 days. Like another element to this is how scarce a real wrestling surprise is and how caught off guard we all were as wrestling fans, how rare that is nowadays. And to think it's all because at least the story is somebody fudged, uh, fudged There's the numbers. No, it's, or... it's more than that, though. I mean, you know, he had stories out there. He would bring up the 90 day uh, non-compete. Um, he he leaked stories about WWE trying to re-sign him. Um, his wife returned to WWE programming. Um, I, it. If you're out there leaking, WWE's trying to re-sign you, and that you have this 90-day, you know, time period where we're we just, you know, shut down our, you know, uh, that possibility in our heads. Who was leaking that story? Was it him? Because if it was him, that's that's even more brilliant to try and really build the mystery over where and right. when he's going to show up. Um, so yeah, just those those couple pieces. Um, and I, I really loved uh, when he did come out and he had the, the big mark on his eye. So he's still further <laughs> maintaining the storyline that he had with WWE, where he got mashed in the eyeball um, and he's going to start, you know, seeking retribution. <laughs> so um, I yeah, just love that buddy, he's, he's going to continue doing that. Buddy Murphy, who uh, did not go the Tommy End route, Malachi Black route, uh, he has been making the podcast rounds. Uh, and telling his, you know, horrible story of um, working for the WWE, how awful it is, uh, making all that money and then getting the the release. But uh, he was quick to jump on Twitter and be like, hey, don't forget who um, did that to you. That was me. Uh, so if you need to continue to tell that story, I'm available. Uh, here's my email for booking. <laughs> like it, was, it was like, good for you, buddy. <laughs> Um, of course we love Buddy Murphy here. I, I just, um, it is, it is an interesting, I'm, it's just facts that we're talking about, but it is an interesting look. Uh, not that we want to get into it, but the two different ways that, uh, those gentlemen have, have handled the, the release. Um, but Mike, yes. I, I thought, uh, I thought I did like a, my favorite word, a modicum of research here on Malachi. Uh, it's, it's Hebrew, Mike, for my angel. Uh, also, prophet from the Old Testament. Um, so I like the idea of Malachi and going with this prophet from the Old Testament idea because uh, Alistair's character before he he was uh, unceremonious, uh, unceremoniously released was supposed to be like this cult leader. And everybody said, oh, you look like the guy from Far Cry. Bingo, bingo. That's what he was. That's what he was going for. So this idea of having a character that you named yourself a Old Testament prophet, like that still feels like we're in that realm. So I, I'm excited about that. I, I I don't know how much we could take from the, the Hebrew translation for my angel. Um, could just be something where if he's naming it, uh, is it just that he himself is his angel or... Is was he given this name by somebody else, and that'll be a story to come out later? And he is the angel of somebody else. I, that's really. I mean, they got there, weeks but... of television stories to kind of you know expand that character and let us learn all about him. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I think they're definitely going to touch on that stuff. He, he's going to be allowed to really just open it up creatively um, to tell that story that, it, you know, based on his, uh, you know, recent interviews, you know, he, he was pitching this stuff to WWE before he got released. So now it looks like he's going to be able to crack open that, uh, you know, that book and, you know, share the story. Yeah, um, speaking of books, uh, our boy Ish from the Hockey Podcast Network, Mike, he, he's uh, he's calling you out. You got, you got a lot of books back there. Have have you read every single one that is behind you? I have read a vast majority of the books on that side. Um, <laughs> a few of those are uh, like, uh, what do they call those? Um, not anime. What's the uh, manga? Manga. Yeah, there's some manga, some some dirty stuff in there, all sorts of. Yeah, I was trying to think, what's the porn version of that? Not, it's not anime. It's uh, hentai. That's <laughs> hentai. you have a ton of hentai back. It's there, not Mike. quite at the hentai level, but it's <laughs> uh, it's got some adult warnings when you uh, open the saran wrap. I've well, got um, my my six books. Uh, hey, you're catching up, bud. You're catching <laughs> up. Yeah. All right, uh, Greg's thrown out there. This is where this is right in Greg's wheelhouse. Uh, the thing we brought up with the. Uh, we got our Malachi special correspondent for uh, looking into the, the science. Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah the Greg, I'm glad you're here for this conversation. Um, now, he put in there angel as in messenger. So that goes back to the uh, the idea of my angel being named by somebody else. Is there somebody that uh, this character will be the messenger for? I, I like that. That's the continued idea. It's uh, crazy. It's uh, like we're getting into conspiracy theories, right? Um now, uh, Greg threw it out there. Did you unscramble it yet? Um, Mike, have you heard of unscrambling Malachi? Or is it I Malachi have, Black that needs to be unscrambled? I have not. If, Greg, if that's Greg an anagram. Greg breaking news, I'm hoping. Yeah, he's got the scoop. Bust out that anagram, Greg. What did you, what did you unfind? What did you unearth over there? Um while you're doing that too, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, oh, we got a few folks. Jeez. Um, the 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 feud opportunities um for Malachi. Yeah. Obviously, it looks like he's gonna be uh you know batting oh. lead off with uh with Cody. There we go. Oh blackmail. Black <laughs> All right. That uh that's I like this research, Greg. Uh I'm I'm all about it. So there's so many different ways to take this, but I, I Mike, I, I'm Greg, I'm with you, you and I, we're going to zoom watch Zodiac together. All right. <laughs> I love that movie. I think you and I are going to have a good time watching Zodiac. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I, I hope that they're putting that kind of thought into it. I, I hope that that's there. Um, but yeah, feud wise, um, I do want, obviously I got to get Greg's take on this too. I have kind of a goofy one. I want to see. I obviously Cody's going to be there to, um, you know, get, Malachi over as a legitimate threat uh, with Cody being, you know, the face of the company. And I'm going this route just because of how much success Alistair's story was. It, it didn't need any titles at all. Not a single belt. Um, and it was just his feud with the Velveteen Dream. Okay. So I don't want Velveteen coming to AEW. Let me uh, pump the brakes right there. What I'm saying is that he, he had such a, uh, a great, um, like mesh or like uh, style clash of styles, if you will, uh, with somebody who's a little bit goofier. And that's where I think that Orange Cassidy and Malachi, I would really want to see that feud because I've, we've already seen it in the resume, how well he did with the Velveteen. Matt, 
I don't think you're on those coattails. I think you had a different, entirely different direction you wanted to go in. But where do you ultimately, not, maybe not ultimately, we'd love to see him win a belt. Um, but yeah, where do you want to see him in AEW? Which few do you think he could really sink his teeth into? Well, I, I have this list, and um, I really like that you, you added a name to it. But, I, I mean, they all kind of had, like, a purpose. Like, I, I like the idea of Cody because there's there's a great story to be told there of uh, their exits uh, from the WWE. But clearly, someone is, is going in a, uh, I don't know, a darker, more evil direction with it. And uh, I like that element. And, I mean... God damn, is uh, Tommy N, Malachi, should we just officially do it? He's Malachi. I, I can He's stop. Malachi now. I can yeah. stop doing that. Um, yeah, I got Instagram. I'm hip. But yeah, he, I saw the video. He went so deep already into into talking about, like you said, he's in a prison for five years. Um, he's sticking with the injured eye. I mean, this is something where he's going to be able to rip apart whatever Cody was doing in the past. Um, I mean, you could, you could probably pick anybody that was formerly a WWE superstar and is now an AEW wrestler. Uh, Moxley would probably be a lot of fun. Um, but Cody makes sense to me because you're going after, you know, you go after the top dog and sticking with that prison element. That's where, that's what you got to do. Absolutely. Yeah. But then the number one on this list, and I, I'm going to take this as my number one, but Mike, I think you came up with an even better one just for strictly wrestling. So I'll save that for you. Um, but my number one for this, I tried to fantasy book it a couple of weeks ago because I thought Zelina was still going to be a free agent. <laughs> um, what I wanted was her to manage Andrade and clearly that didn't happen. Uh, and I wanted it to result in Malachi making his debut and taking his wife as his manager and really going for a spin. Now, that's not happening, but I think with the elements and the the character elements that are being implemented already with Malachi, I think it's actually going to be better without doing something like that because that gets a little too soap opera-y, and I know we're all wrestling fans, so we're all okay with the soap opera. But, um, you know, with that, that being said, like I, I think this was already, from a wrestling perspective, going to be one of the best feuds that we could get because we've already seen these two. And yes. for them to continue just strictly wrestling skill feuding, it's just exciting from that perspective. But again, mix in what's going on with the two of these guys getting their release. And, you know, the the two characters, we haven't really gotten into Andrade, who who went with uh, the, the Black Mask uh, from Batman yeah. uh, get up. Somebody's going, you know, a little more goofy and fun and maybe a little mafia because that's what uh, Black Mask is. Um, and then, of course, just going straight up paranormal and uh, freaky as hell. <laughs> it's Malachi. So <laughs> two wildly different, you know, on the spectrum there, two wildly different characters. And that is... That's what, uh, that's what this, you know, good storytelling is going to be all about. And, and like... You had me cross off the list, and I thank you for it. The easy thing is to look at this and just go, Malachi Sting, Malachi Darby Allen, and I'm you talked me into this this uh, way of thinking. But I, it's definitely like snore bore. Like we get it; they're both dark side. Like, what are you gonna do with it? You're just gonna have Sting come out to some snow. Darby Allen's gonna be all you know slinky out in the stands, I guess, and be all quiet and moody. And then Malachi is going to come out and, and what? Say, you're moody. 
And then they fight in the ring. Boom. Story done. <laughs> Fart sandwich. So you're right. <laughs> like, that's the easy one to go to. But absolutely, that should not be a top feud uh, for us to be excited about. Maybe a good wrestling match. Top feud? No. Matt, Matt really breaking down how the sausage was made. Oh, you know? how, how dumb I was for putting that on my list. He went to the hot dog factory and said, ooh, somebody put some soy sauce on some pork ass, huh? Whoa, put it in a meat grinder, huh? Like, hey, hold on. It's almost <laughs> like hot dogs, all right? Um, the, the other feud that I, I would say I'm pretty pumped about, Matt, um, if I can't get my um, serious versus uh, 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 I'd like deadly serious versus comedy stylings against Cassidy. It seems like everybody gets a, a for me a dream feud if they go up against Fo uh, Fock. I almost called him Fock. I did call him Fock. Uh, Pock. <laughs> Matt. The two of them are both, you know, as I'm gonna use that word again, serious as a heart attack. Um, but like you, like you, you know, noted there, uh, Malachi. You know, bringing that element of the supernatural and Pac just being so grounded in I'm just a bastard who's my my one like touch point with, you know, human existence is that I, I am part of this wrestling sport that people like to, uh, you know, indulge in. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm fantastic at it. So to just bring like that, you know, uh you know, kind of a more more of a storytelling perspective versus a guy who's just gonna you know be the the best version of what you know the human body can muster in terms of make me the perfect athlete. That's that's gonna be Pac, and it's you know it's not like Malachi is a a, a poor athlete himself, uh, but I'd really love to see those two go at it. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up to you, Matt, because we did have these debuts so close to each other. Um, it's just the way Malachi and um, Andrade have have had, uh, you know, kind of kind of different uh, first impressions here um, for the AEW faithful. Uh, Malachi is immediately coming in, uh, black mass kicking Art Anderson into oblivion. Um, that bat flip he did with the microphone was was outstanding. Um, you know, he, he toppled yeah. in his his beautiful sweatpants, um, sold it like a motherfucker, and then. Cody comes in, face of the company. Uh, also, eats a black mass. Um, and then Andrade. He did get the Vicky Guerrero treatment, right? Where she kind of helped escort him to the ring. Um, he, like you, like you mentioned, he got that entrance. DC Comics, uh, Batman villain style. But he's in there with Matt Seidel, and uh, you no, know, incredible. Again, AEW just keeps collecting these incredible physical specimens, but. It definitely is, you know, a, a little different from uh, how each of those guys is coming in. I don't know if that means that they see more in Malachi, uh, like like a more marketable star. Um, obviously, every single star is, you know, not on the exact same plateau. Some of them have higher ceilings than others, and maybe that's where Malachi's creativity comes in. But would you think that, a, like, a diehard uh, Andrade fan, a guy who's Man, he's a luchador, but he's so fucking handsome. He's the only luchador who doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> Do you think that an Andrade fan would be kind of jealous, kind of envious of like the Malachi treatment from day one versus the Andrade treatment from day one? Oh my God, absolutely. This is a great question because I, I hated the Andrade like fart sandwich reveal that he's you know, hey, Andrade's on AEW. And then, of course, letting JR 
take over. You know what? JR fucked up last night, too. I am so done. God damn. You guys, like, I don't, I don't fucking get it. What is with you? That JR call? Uh, he's Tommy End or whatever his name's going to be. What do you mean, whatever his name's going to be? Stop breaking fucking kayfabe, you dumb piece of garbage. Jesus. Like, I don't know what's worse. Is everybody that gives him the free pass or just like AEW, like just playing everybody on the nostalgia and going, hey, he could say whatever. And all, all these people are going to eat it right up. I, it, I don't know. It takes you know. out of the moment. It took me out of the moment. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I love when Matt throws shade at Hall of Famers. Uh, <laughs> it's not deserved, deserved, right? He did. Absolutely. He did kinda, whatever he wants to call himself these days. Like, God damn. Luckily, Excalibur was there. And, and I think kind of Excalibur was trying to allude to, well, we know him as Tommy End. You know, I wrestled him like 15 years ago. Uh, but it looks like he's he's going to go as Malachi now. So I, th I think that's what he's going to call himself. Hey? <laughs> Wednesday night, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, read that comment out for the people. Yeah, it's not AEW anymore. It's called Wednesday Night Mass. Uh, I, I do Compliments love that so much. Yeah. Uh, Greg, you're back. My Zodiac buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I... How many moments does this guy have to kill before it's it's just enough is enough? And how many times do people need to step up to the pl He's just an announcer. He's an announcer. Like, let him go. Boom. I mean, then I'm not complaining about it, right? Doesn't everybody want to, like, not listen to Matt bitch about JR every week? Maybe. Well, Maybe I think you guys that, like it. I don't the, know. I think people just look at him like, you know, if Sting is in the ring with Darby Allen, that gives Darby Allen the rub. So I think what they're trying to get at is JR in some capacity, uh, uh, Malachi, uh, Tommy, Tommy Ed. In some capacity, they're saying, well, you know, a living legend, a Hall of Fame voice for professional wrestling, mentioned wrestler A, B, or C, said wow, or, you know, uh, you know what a what a what a uh, uh, suplex there uh yeah you know so I, I think that's what they're getting at but I mean Marv Albert retired you know maybe Jr could you know follow in Marv's footsteps it's okay I you know I, there's no strategy here anybody can call a suplex there are guys younger than him that can still call and they could probably get him for less than what Jr is getting paid this I is all look at, let uh, me we're let me, we're Let legit. me build a bridge with you. Let me build a bridge with you. Okay. I don't wanna I don't wanna necessarily throw shade at a Hall of Famer who's made many of my childhood memories. It's but I will say that if I was part of the production team and I knew that I had a huge moment that I wanted to put in highlight reels, you know, for weeks and months to come, maybe give those opportunities to Excalibur or Shivani. And not the guy who's, you know, he's at the end. He's on the back nine. He's on the 17th hole, if you will, um, announcing-wise. He got lost in the woods looking for his ball. I, he's, look, you don't... The the argument to keep JR around isn't, well, let's just keep him off TV. That'll be... The I don't want to keep him off TV, but, you know, if it's like... Uh, you know, it's Orange Cassidy versus The Blade. You know, that's... You know, I'm going to watch it, but I don't need, you know... Uh, no stellar, you know, John Carpenter doing the voiceover for the thing commentary. I just needed to, you know, kind of mail it in. You know, it's okay. 
This is well. Like, uh, don't say they don't call him a, a banana Cassidy for nothing. Like I, don't, you know, I'd laugh at that. I wouldn't be too upset if he called him banana. Oops, I called him banana Cassidy. Aren't you glad I called him banana Cassidy? This is like when Cody and Dustin were tagging with Dusty, and uh, you know he came in for an atomic elbow, but for the most part he was hanging onto the ring ropes because he was going to topple over if he let go. So you get your by God. But is it really worth it? Because you've got a guy who's probably going to hurt himself if he tries a little too hard or he forgets how old he is. And then what? Then, you know, and I I, I get it at this point. Uh, Dusty has passed. And, I'm, you know, I'm just saying for that, you know, that moment, are we looking back at that and going, thank God, Dusty Rhodes got this is in the ring be one more time. Every week. You know what? This is why <laughs> I want JR to kind of take more of a backseat. Because every week... Fethtar! He's yeah. stars with you. Listen, I love JR, but <sighs> Fethtar, would you build a bridge with me and just say, maybe not put him in like the biggest moments of the show. Maybe let Shivani or Excalibur hop in and say, oh, uh, my God, it's Malachi Black. Did you guys follow him out on Instagram? Wow, what a five minute video that was. Instead of, well, uh, whatever he's going to call himself these days. Uh, <laughs> the JR barbecue sauce. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I it's guess a, it's gonna. I don't want it to be a weekly segment where we throw we throw shade at the Hall no. of Famer. But oh, you're right. It totally doesn't have to it's be a weekly segment. Way. You just need to get Jr. to stop ruining huge moments. And Fethtar, I, I don't know if you just popped in, but I need to hear uh, who you want to see Malachi feud with. Um, so far, I threw Orange Cassidy out there. I threw Pac out there. Um, Matt, I think who did you have? Andrade. Yep, Andrade. Um, we have Cody, and they're you know the last one we haven't mentioned yet, so this is going to be really hard to cut into a separate video. But it's, it's, and also, it's Kenny Omega, which is the reason I have him on this list is because he is the everybody should get a shot to face him. Kind he's of like thing. the Goldberg of work rate. It's like a. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, Fethtar, also our buddy Greg, coming in with uh, some anagram news. Uh, Malachi may be an anagram for, uh, what was it? Blackmail? Blackmail. Whew. That's a lot to unpack. Uh, where's that emoji with the with the head exploding? And I hope that Greg doesn't think I'm being sarcastic. I've watched Zodiac like 15 times. It's like my favorite movie. Um, Fethtar's going Darby Allen. Sell me on Darby Allen, Fethtar. That's like Allen could get me over as a wrestler. Could any? Yeah, there's nobody who sells, you know, just full out, just sacrifices every you know ounce of calcium in their bones to get you over. Um, Fethtar, I want you to sell me on that one a little bit. It's because uh, I think the characters are just a little similar, dark, you know, dark wise. Um, yeah, not a bad idea. Just a uh, quick. It's. AKA blackmail. So I even screwed gotcha. it up because I was looking at it right now going, you know what? Malachi needs a B for, you know, you need blackmail. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. AKA. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, for uh, for Darby Allen, we we discussed it a little bit. I, but you're right, Mike. That That is top to bottom going to be an amazing <laughs> opportunity for uh, Malachi to look like a million dollars because he's going to. Probably, you know, whatever we're going to call this new move, I'm, I'm assuming uh, his finisher will still be some form of black mass because he's Malachi Black, right? So, so you know, he'll yeah. black mass Darby Allen 
into the 10th row. Like somehow Darby will find out, find a way to shoot himself out into the audience. Um, and we're all better for it. That is a good take because I would love to see how far into outer space uh, Darby <laughs> Allen would take a black mask kick. He would no, probably he's gonna go into like it. an interstellar black hole. Like that's how far out he would go. He's going to take it. And he, I mean, this is going to be one of the, you know, it'll look as good as, as Dolph Ziggler taking a spear. Like he'll, he'll sell the hell out of that thing. And he knows, he knows his space. Like he knows his spot. He's uh, still got his buddy sting. He's, he's had, he had a championship run. I, I just, you know, his, his best space is to make us like a potential super duper star like Malachi. look like a million dollars that is that's where the money's at um mike potential tag partner for malachi wanted to throw that out there oh um i mean obviously darby allen you know yeah i i kind of <laughs> like that pick too i just i right like i it's it seems like the too too easy of a pick um I mean, it might get a little interesting. I, I'm not ready to do the, the tag team portion yet. Um, you know, but if he ends up being part of the Dark Order in some capacity, if they right. ever go from babyface to heel again, um, you know, if they ever drop Hangman and, and go heel, um, it would probably be under Malachi's watch. Um, but we had another, um, just a couple quick ones, because I know there's a kind of a fun list you wanted us to go through. Ugh, we're on the year anniversary of two things. One I'm going to bring up first because I actually give a shit about it is Keith Lee watch. Um, we have not seen Keith Lee wrestle since uh, roughly our dad's birthday in February um, against Matt Riddle. Um, Take notes, just, everybody. Yeah, we'll keep track of, security keep track of Paul week. Klink's birthday, everybody. Hashtag Paul Klink's birthday. Um, <laughs> and uh, Keith has just been gone. Um, he was, uh, I believe he was supposed to win, was it the U.S. title? And then he got pulled out, and for health reasons, for these mysterious health reasons, we just haven't seen him back. Um, I know there's all sorts of conjecture with, you know, the pandemic still existing. We thought maybe COVID or some crazy thing like that, but we don't know. Um, but the reason that we're bringing it up again is he's still out, and this is the anniversary of Keith Lee becoming a uh, double champ. Uh, North American and NXT champion. Uh, yeah, we uh, really thought he was just basically going to sweep through and have a hell of a start in WWE, maybe even, you know, win a Royal Rumble, something like that. But uh, it hasn't happened yet. He's He's been pushed okay uh, at the main main level, main roster level. But, uh, yeah, we're uh, just floundering right now. Um just kind of in a wait, wait and see approach. Um, Matt, did you, I, I know you were pretty pumped, um, even though he did take down Adam Cole to become that double champ. But uh, um, also a fan of Keith Lee, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not too much to say here, but what a bummer it is. So, yeah, I'm bummed. We'll keep an eye out, and maybe one day he'll have a, an opportunity to go to AEW and tag with uh, Malachi and tell us the whole story. Yeah, right. Um, the other anniversary is uh, the one WWE is, uh, you know, fluffing themselves over and over about is, uh, you know, the NWO debut. Uh, <laughs> they're celebrating that. 
What, WWE what I... shop is all over the NWO shirts. They got our beloved Rhea Ripley pimping out those, you know, has been black and white t-shirts. Um, Shinsuke. But, you know, oh, they did it to Thank Shinsuke too. Damn. Yeah, he loves doing that stuff. I, I wouldn't say <laughs> did it. He, he's always involved. At um, least was he on one of his uh, patented surfboard uh, videos? I like watching those. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good surfer. I mean, um, this is one of those things that just would would not have happened if it wasn't for bad contract negotiating. Um. <laughs> Listen, we we joke and it's tongue in cheek, but if you like wrestling and you liked it in the '90s, the chances are NWO had an impact on your life. Uh, it was, you know, Matt. I, I don't think it's really an argument. Uh, don't don't give me Bullet Club, Matt. This is probably the best faction of all time. I mean. Not even casual wrestling fans. This this transcended outside of wrestling. One of those you know special things. And I'm not going to say Bullet Club transcended past wrestling when it's a T-shirt, a hot topic. That doesn't count. Um, I'm just going to say one weird thing about them because uh, you know that Hulk Hogan betrayed WCW. That's you know one of my one of the best calls ever. Um, and I would give them credit as the best faction ever. But you think it's kind of weird that obviously Hogan had the title for a while. Um, we know the outsiders did hold tag team gold for a while, but I've never ranked like outsiders as like one of the best tag teams ever. Am I, am I alone in that thinking? Um, I think it was cool that they were always, you know, that they'd be out there together, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't see them as, as like having some major tag team wrestling matches that didn't result in the thing we're talking about right now, which is why we rewatch them. So no, I I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I don't, I, I, I would say that they should be pretty happy with being, being told that you were one of the top three members. Uh, you know, we're talking about Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, top three members of the NWO wouldn't exist without you. Outsiders was fun, but this is what it was all about. I mean, this, I think they were easily the number one heel faction ever because they basically turned the entire WCW roster into baby faces like that. Um, and then helped get, you know, like staying into just, you know, into the upper stratosphere, brother. Um, not that he needed a ton of help, but because he had that evil dance partner in the NWO, man, what a. What a way to run the program um, until it obviously ran its course and half the roster was wearing black and white with red and black or, you know. Yeah, they, they definitely knew how to get you to, like, watch it. They It's like the old uh, Saturday Night Live issue, and it, I think we've brought this up before, but um, how hard it is to, like, end a sketch. And, like, you and I are huge fans of I Think You Should Leave, and at, at the present, there's some episodes of I think you should leave where the ending is just kind of like what like I think that went on about 30 seconds too long um and th you know that's a sketch so we're talking about the same exact idea but for something that went on for years uh just went on you know probably the same you know take take a sketch uh chop off the last 30 seconds do the same thing with NWO boom maybe maybe like the last few meetings where they kept saying like yeah just put everybody in NWO that's that's how you do it um so something like, to that effect either the meetings uh the concept planning needed to be cut short 
Uh, or you could just say, let's cut off, you know, eight of these heads, not literally of NWO members and let them try and find a, some relevancy some other way on the show. Let um, me ask you this before we get off this topic. Yeah. My favorite, like, NWO versus WCW match, it's got to be uh, the one that some people poo-poo because it wasn't on a pay-per-view, but I wasn't complaining because we were too little to get pay-per-views. Matt, was it was out Goldberg, beat, Goldberg beat Hollywood Hogan uh, for the title. That was one of the most electrifying moments uh, maybe in television history. Um, <laughs> I, I really popped hardcore for that, and I, I could still go back and watch that video and still get excited about it. Yeah. Um, do you have a, like an NWO moment like that, like a clash, or just I mean, like the debut is really stands out? So one of the things that we do all the time to talk, I mean, besides rating matches by hot dogs, um, we also talk about how, you know, what matches have you gone back to rewatch? And when I was a kid, I know I loved uh, when the Wolfpack got involved, but I could safely say, unless it pops up in my Facebook feed or my YouTube feed, I am not searching anything from the Wolfpack. But the match I have watched over and over, and sometimes it's just the entrances, because I think it is one of the coolest moments, besides the fact that the uh, producer screwed up with, with Sting's song, there it is. Uh, one of the coolest matches moments is Sting and uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I mean, I don't know. I've probably a real watched... payoff to a feud, yeah. Uh, yeah, and the celebration at the end is incredible. But I've probably watched that. Um, I don't know, probably a hundred times easily, maybe a couple hundred times. Um, some mix of either the full match just the entrances uh you know the ending which you could watch the full i think it's like what five minutes long (laughs) if you take out out the entrances um i i don't know that this is one of those things that bugs me is that um wrestling could do so much better if they would just like get a bunch of video editors into a room um you know hundreds of hours Put in, put in the time. Have somebody break down every time, you know, when Sting left. Have them break down when they brought in fake Sting. Have them, you know, edit together when Sting came back. Um, and give me that as, like, a TV show. Like, that would get me... Can I just say that? That would get me to watch the network again. Um, give me this, this full, you know, story of Sting and then overcoming Hulk Hogan. Make it like a movie, but have, you know, have the dialogue, the dialogues, you know, there it's in the, it's in the promos. Then you've got the cool scenes where staying is, is in the rafters. And if you need to film crazy stuff now, do that. Put some production value into it. But there's, that was an incredible story. I, I think, I, I don't want to say it's underrated because I mean that, that Starcade match is probably again, you know, I, I think a lot of people that comes to mind when you think of WCW, but uh, as you know, as a moment storytelling, it it is to me maybe underrated and still doesn't get mentioned enough. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think of one of the things that AEW really tries to channel from WCW is the long-term storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> Finger poke at doom from Fethdar. Yeah, you know what? He's right, though. I still think about that moment, and I still 
grind my molars over it. It was that infuriating. And it was effective. It did what it was supposed to do. So, Fethtar, I like that call. Um, Big John Stud versus Ted Bundy. I got to say, North Moto, you're, you're, that is not on my radar. It's not on my Fethtar. I... I... <laughs> Give me a year and a show. I, I think I'd have to like just search that. It... But yeah, uh, Mike, where were you going with that? God, I had to I had to look up Ted Bundy again because uh, I was thinking, my God, did they really? Yeah, they did. My bad. All right. For some reason, all I could think of was the serial killer. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> God, that, that really threw me. For a loop. Um, oh, what I was just going to say is uh, one of the things that I think AEW is good at um, yeah. and one of the things they're bad at. Uh, like you have those like historical moments that you're never going to forget. Um, and that's where we've seen like, uh, you know, the exploding uh, barbed wire death match and it ended in sparklers. And we want them to have that, you know, timeless crystal moment, you know, like... Um, some of those NWO clashes had versus WCW. Uh, but one of the things they are good at emulating is that long-term storytelling. Uh, and it looks like they're going to be doing that again with Malachi, where if you have your res wrestling history, um, you don't need it, but it will enhance your experience when you see why he has that, you know, darkened eye or, um, you know, why that, that five year hiatus of him yeah. being reborn is, is going to work. Um, um, Ted, if you search Ted Bundy though, North Moto, it it still pops up. So it it did autocorrect, but yeah. I was definitely kind of thrown for. Uh... <laughs> I didn't know if that was a new uh, <laughs> Netflix special where Ted Bundy was going up against pro wrestlers or something. Um, I watched a lot of those weird. This is how many serial killers are we going over today? Ted Bundy, Zodiac with Greg. Uh, I'm loving it, but uh, man, we got one more thing we want to do. Two more. One's going to be quick. Um, our tweet length review of uh, the Festival of Friendship on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But I want to do this first. This is more important. Matt, you got a new list you want to introduce to us. And uh, we got our buddies here. Uh, maybe they can take us some, some spots we're not thinking of. Matt, bust open this list. What's going on here? What you want to discuss? Yeah, just celebrating uh, the Great American Bash. I thought it would be fun. And I hope everybody would uh, will participate as we go down the list here. Um but uh, the top favorite things that wrestling fans love to bash. So when we're watching the Great American Bash, of course, are wrestlers in the ring bashing each other. But pro wrestling fans in general have a pretty good... I, I would say we've all probably done these at least once, and some of us just constantly no. do it. No! And this isn't, this isn't a bash of pro wrestling fans. Uh, this is more or less... I mean, th these are things that came to mind because... Because I've done them uh, myself, so I don't know. Let's uh, let's jump in. Um, yeah, give us an example so we know where your head's at here, Matt. What yeah, was uh, let's, top let's... things to to bash? Now, do you mean this is on social media, out loud, kind of a combo of both? This, yeah, this could be you're sitting on uh, sitting on the couch with your buddy and just talking pro wrestling, and this is this is the thing that you're you know your buddy or you are going to have in mind and you're going to shit talk about it. And maybe there's no need for it, but, uh, Hey, it's, uh, like I said, we're going by theme things that, uh, pro wrestling fans love to bash, uh, starting with Mike, 
this could arguably be number one, but overbooked superstars. Uh, talking Roman Reigns, Mike, my beloved Drew McIntyre became the enemy. We've even really? had The Rock booed when he was getting overbooked. So it's possible for anybody, but it it really is something for me. I, it, this is this is number ten on the list. Uh, but yeah, overbooked superstars getting. Getting the bash from, uh, you know, from me, from you, from everybody on Twitter. If you win too much, fuck them. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I think the, the, the Mount Rushmore of, of people getting overbooked has to be Cena and Randy Orton. I mean, if one of them wasn't winning, the other one was. That, that, that seemed like it was a, a decade of uh, WWE storytelling. Um and then I think Roman Reigns has also, uh, you know, chiseled his his face under the Mount Rushmore of overbooked superstars. Um, I might need some help to see, you know, who you would even put on there for a non WWE overbooked superstar Mount Rushmore because it feels like if you win a championship, you are overbooked in WWE. That's, uh, you know, I think even AJ Styles heard that a few times, uh, which you know I thought he was our darling. And then uh, not so much. Well, I mean, the thing of it with what you just mentioned is uh, a non-WWE guy. I mean, people are are mad that Cody Rhodes wins matches. And they they look at it as like, you're running the company. You should be building up your roster. You should be losing every match. Right, exactly. Like, though, that has been bantied about. And sometimes I agree with it. I think I've I've had my play on the show of saying that should be the case with certain Cody matches. Uh, Could you imagine if he went over on Malachi? Um, But that's it, right? Like, it's not bad. But certainly something we love to bash. I Mike. think that I would be in support of Cody going over on Malachi if he pinned Malachi, peeled his shirt off, and there was a WWE staff shirt underneath. <laughs> that would be a, a legendary yeah. Hulk Hogan-like heel turn. Um, Mike, <laughs> next on the list. Or do you want to do some, too? Are you, yeah, this... I'm going to throw it in there. Okay. Um, as far as things people like to bash, um, I, th- I think the other one is uh, maybe on the other side, right? Maybe not necessarily overbooked, but they'll say that they're you know getting booked a little too much um, for for who they are, and that's that's people giving grief to green wrestlers. Um, I remember getting really excited for Jade Cargill, and uh, I knew what AEW was doing. They were right when Bianca was at the peak of her popularity. AEW tried to prop up, you know a muscular black woman of similar age. And I was like, well, I, I know what you're doing, AEW. It's, you know, it looks like you're definitely doing your own deep impact Armageddon situation. Um, but I'm pretty pumped for Jade. And I'm, I'm excited to see what happens to her. And people really ground their heels in and said, oh, no, you don't. She's green. She's not Bianca Belair. And I'm like, I know she's not polished. But what I'm saying is, so I think when you have that argument coming out, you know that you're about to be talking about something on this bash list. So there's a lot of green wrestlers out there. Um, there's some NXT guys who, you know, people were not not super stoked about. Matt, I, I don't know if, if you have a better example than Jade Cargill, but that one really jumped out at me. Can I can I just say, like, for green wrestlers, the one that, that I thought of when I put this together was Ronda Rousey. Um, cause she looked great as like an athlete and she could do particular things really well. 
But then we also know that WrestleMania was a botch. So, uh, you know, the, the main event um, where Becky Lynch wins both titles. Botch at the end. You can't even see a replay anywhere of how that match ended because it was, it was a huge botch. But it's funny is that you brought up Jade uh, because another thing that I have on this list is just sheer coincidence. It is another thing wrestling fans love to bash. And I, I don't know if you might have seen this on the, on the list and thought, what the fuck does that mean? But I'm talking exactly that. Bianca <laughs> Belair and Jade Cargill getting like the ascension at the same exact time. Clearly this wasn't, I mean, this is something Jade, like, look at Jade. This wasn't something where she woke up one day and was like, you know what? I'm going to get ripped. No, she's been fucking kicking ass for <laughs> forever. But I was also, when I put this together, I was thinking of like the Daniel Bryan, Eric Young comparison. Yep, that's the one of, I was going to bring up. Yeah. Right. Of uh, impact wrestling and, and WWE. But we also brought up NWO earlier. And of course, there was uh, the the New Japan um, battleground where they brought in another brand that was coming in, and people always rag on NWO being a copy for that. You know what? We'll let's do a let's do a black trunked, uh, mustachioed, bald superstar. We'll make him a blue eyed badass. I mean, there it is, right there. Stone Cold Bill Goldberg. You Wait couldn't like them both. You had to like one or the other. So yep. I. Yeah, that I, I'm glad that you you brought up Jade for Green Wrestlers getting uh, booked to win because that was an easy transition for this one. Um, Mike, do you want to take the next one? Um, yeah, I think one of my favorite and least favorite ones is other wrestling fans. Uh, this is easily um, a way if you want to just kind of. Um, I did want to save know. this one for last, but it's okay. If you really want to clean up your friends list and just have heated debates that end in in uh, bloodshed, absolutely, you know, bring up, you know, the opinions or the loves of another wrestling fan's uh, wrestling interests, um, and you may never talk to that person again. Um, as far as bashing goes, you know, if it's a WWE person, you know, bashing little brother AEW. Um, you know, if it's the, the New Japan, you know, elite, uh, you know, saying, oh, you guys just watch the, you know, the 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 McDonald's of wrestling in WWE. Why don't you watch a real wrestling match, right? New Japan is where it's at. Um, I mean, these it's always going to happen. It's always going to be there. Um, and it's it, it takes a little bit of time, right, to, to kind of build right. out your, your Twitter list and, and block those people who are going to be like that for you. Um, you really want to funnel it. So it's just the people who share the exact same opinion as you. So you really want to clean up your list and then maybe add one or two back if you want to, you know, put two hours into a rabbit hole arguing what's better, AEW, Moxley, or AEW, um, you know, I, I meant to say New Japan, Moxley. But it's 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 a fruitless endeavor to go through that. Matt, it's there's a lot of um, blood that gets pumped whenever you you know um, get on the case of another type of wrestling fan. Matt, you and I have even got in, in to the point where we will say, you know what, just like everything, and people be like, no, why, why do I have to like everything? Stupid brothers of discussion, and then we get all mad and we argue too. But Matt, did you have an example for that? Um, yeah, I mean, what's fun? I wanted to take it and transition into uh, just something oh, yeah, new. <laughs> yeah, uh, like that's that's my thing, and that's where I wanted this all to like come to fruition. Kind of culminate, other, just other wrestling fans. But 
something new seems to be the thing that is, I mean, to, to pro wrestling and, and booking it and, and anybody who's producing the show is just kind of like, Jesus, can we, can we try something new? Because I, I don't know, like we do, we do it online and even I'm guilty. Remember they, they did the, uh, the mimosa match and I was like, what are we doing? Guys are splashing around in mimosas. Get the fuck out of here. Who gives your get out of here? Come on. Uh, it's pro wrestling. There's a way to do it. Yeah. But no, then there's, you know, the past year and we had all of our cinematic matches. Something new. It came out of necessity. Uh, but goddamn, could we not get through one without in the entire planet going, oh my God, we're going to tear out Rey Mysterio's eye. Yes. Tear it out. Swish it you know chant and yell and do something i mean alistair black and uh malachi is gonna carry his broken eyeball with him why couldn't pro wrestling fans do it so yeah to me something new seems to be uh that one sticks with me as something that's really frustrating because all i ever want are new things in my pro wrestling and anytime i feel like it's attempted it immediately gets squashed um uh, yeah, I got uh, I got one for you, and it, they definitely go hand in hand. Um, it's uh, people, you know, uh, to bash anything that's absurd or goofy. Um, I knew you were going here. I, for me, it's this debate, right? Where I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why why it makes people so upset, and I, I don't know if it's that they're worried that their favorite wrestlers, like you know, not being treated seriously for you know like a championship push. But I look at it like they, a lot of the times I feel like they do have a vested interest in being like the buffoon, you know, uh, mm -hmm. to be the clown. Uh, and I'm looking at you, Orange Cassidy. They're, I love that dude. I think I have two shirts of his now. The orange one uh, with the thumbs up, and then the best friends where he's like a puppy and then they're kitties and they're, you know, giving each other kitty, kitty cat kisses. <laughs> yeah. That's um, pretty cool. But, uh, it, it, it's this debate, right. Where wrestling is supposed to be, you know, work rate and, you know, right. if people can actually go and wrestle and what kind of submission holds they have. And I'm, I, I'm like, I want to be entertained and orange Cassidy, you know, being a goofball and being, you know, self-aware and tongue in cheek. Um, and he can still wrestle too. Um, that stuff is is something that interests me. There's people that hated Breezango. They didn't think it was funny at all. Um, they're really upset about Nikki Cross uh, being a superhero. And the more we learn about it, the more she kind of sounds like she wanted to do it. So if that's what she wants to do, and she can sell it, what are we what are we so mad about? Um, and then you know, I one of the infamous recent examples is Miz and Morrison fighting zombies. And I, I don't know if people were upset that they didn't commit to kayfabe and that they came back the next week and they weren't dead from zombies. <laughs> I don't know if that's the, you know, what's got, that's what's got people so upset um, or that they sold the zombies as being real. I, I thought it was a blast. And I, I'm pretty sure Miz and Morrison were tickled about it as well. Like they, they did a really good job about as good a job as you could expect. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I, I just, I would just kind of, you know, recalibrate, um, you know, what it what it means to watch a professional wrestling program. And I, I think it's okay to be silly. Um, and as, as heartbroken as I was to see Nikki Cross, knowing that this meant, well, she's probably not getting a championship. God damn it. If she's still making money and she's having a blast out there, 
how who am I to judge? And I'm going to be buying a T-shirt as soon as it's available. Well, Mike, you were talking about what is you know wrestling supposed to be, and that's like my big one of my big bugaboos. Um, but you got to talk about work rate. Talk about work rate. What about Mike? What about big meaty men slapping meat? I I think our boy Biggie uh, finally sold me because I I was pretty guilty. Uh, and this is this is the next one on the list is uh, the big meaty men. Um, it shouldn't always be about AJ Styles getting all the getting all the love accolades you know? and yeah. Give me give me Goldberg. Give me Biggie. I want give the, me three the Goldbergs. Yeah. Give me three Goldbergs. <laughs> I want to see them try to spear each other, go head first, and just see what happens. You know, I mean, two guys built for football, just locking arms, locking horns, if I may. I mean, go at it. Like, this is something, too, where you do those big, meaty men matches, and it is, it's, it's at this point, something different. It's not just the, um, you know, the high-flying stuff and the, the acrobatics. I think there's a space for it. And uh, I think sometimes we just need to pull back a little bit and just kind of let let the, man, let that, let the power, like, take over, you know? Feel the power. God damn, I can't get over all the New Day <laughs> stuff here. But, yeah, this there there should be a space for Big E and, and Roman Reigns to take over. Have a you know a short match, but everything is just filled with power. Um, and I, I I just wish that you know wrestling fans could kind of let go of of what again the the work rate, what it's supposed to be. What's a five star match? What does Dave Meltzer say was a good wrestling match? Okay, I like that one. Then just let it go. Let let Biggie and Roman Reigns go at it, knock each other out in a couple of minutes. Goddamn, would that be fun to watch? Um, Cause it's clean, right? It's a nice, clean finish when you do something like that. Uh, you don't you don't have to overbook anything. You've just got some power moves, and boom, you're done. Boom! I um, think I set you up there. Speaking of power moves, Matt, when I introduce this next one, I'm gonna give you one name, and I'm hoping to get a popski out of you. All right. So another thing people love to bash are botches. Matt, I'm gonna give you if you see this person trending on Twitter, you know a botch just occurred. Hashtag Nia Jax. <laughs> There's that Popsky I was looking for. Um I I don't know. It's uh maybe one of the quickest things to see uh trend on Twitter is if somebody makes a an oops, a whoops, um, you know, and uh lays a little potato on somebody. You know, maybe it's Braun Strowman accidentally uh hitting Brock Lesnar in the face a little too hard. And uh, Brock wheeling around and hitting Braun so hard. Uh, he looks like Snake from The Simpsons. Uh, where his whole lower jaw shifts in his skull. And you can see it in slow motion. Yep. Um, yeah, I, you know, Matt, there's a, there's, a, there's a whole... We love Botchamania. We love Matthew. Uh, one of the, you know, top-rated, you know, just video collections on YouTube is just wrestling botches. Matt, even on our show, you are basically turning it into a weekly segment. Every time Hall of Fame legend himself, Jim Ross, manages to make one itsy little mistake. And Matt will jump Oops. all over that botch and gnash his teeth and crucify Eats that poor old man. Just mistake. trying to slice some barbecue sauce. And Matt <laughs> won't let him do it, will you? Uh, good old Andre, who made his debut on AEW. Yep. Well, he is a giant, uh, the luchadore, so... 
Or wait, is it still AEW or is the hottest show WWE <laughs> Dynamite? I, I'm I'm sorry. Look at Matt. I, I Matt loves fashion. All of these uh, tiny little JR boxes. You know, we're having a we're having a new entry on this list. Uh, we're just gonna put Jim Ross. Matt, Matt oh. loves the bash ships and Jim Ross. <laughs> let me tell you. Hey, again, like I said, this isn't me telling people to stop bashing. This is clearly things that I do. Um, I will say, there there should be a, a a nice, clearly defined line. The difference between Nia Jax. And like Matt Seidel fucking up <laughs> or like uh, punches being thrown, I think, by John Silver that will forever be a gif of him just punching air. I Like there's a huge difference, I think, between injuring someone and just kind of slipping off the ring and <laughs> fucking up. <laughs> like let go of all the slips and the whoopsies, but the dangerous wrestling I'm I'm worried about. I I don't know that. Right, no. I, uh, I, I mean, we're good with the. I thought those were some, some, uh, those weren't marshmallow punches. Those were real John Silver, you know, haymakers. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Into the air. Yeah. <laughs> that oxygen didn't know what to do. Um, man, I think we're, we're almost at the end of this list here. Um, uh, we fucked up. I don't know which one to end with because I think we went through some pretty good ones already, but, uh, I'll, I'll just grab one here. Let's just go ref bumps. Um, Ref bumps get their fair share of bashing because goddamn is it over fucking done. Jesus Christ. I mean, we've had we've had full pay-per-views where half the matches end because of some sort of ref bump. Um I I think it's deserved. This is one that's on the list that absolutely we should bash until it goes away because refs should be smarter. I think I think it's I think it's lazy booking. Uh, to continue to go after a ref bump so that two wrestlers still look strong. But this ref who's been doing it for 30 years looks like a fucking moron because he's yelling at somebody that's outside the ring and then he gets kicked in the back of the head while somebody's doing a, you know, an FU. It's just, or an F5, that's another one. But, you know, it's it's, it's, it's enough. Uh, I'm going to throw that, it's on the list. But deservedly, uh, this is not a list of things to stop bashing, but uh, clearly, uh, ref bumps, bash away. <laughs> Fethdar says refs exist to bump. I, <laughs> I love it, Fethdar. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last one we had on here, we'll make it quick, is uh, Schmaz finishes, because I, I don't really believe there's much to bash. I I think it's a, a you know upstanding way to end a wrestling match and maybe even a pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, one of the worst, like, how anticlimactic was the Sting-Triple H match that, you know, they built up from Survivor Series. Uh, so we're talking November to April. Uh, if not, oh, you mean Sting's, uh, Sting's old best buddies from WCW, yeah. the NWO, came out to rescue him? Yeah, not only does that not make sense, but what the fuck were we doing? That was <laughs> it's just overproduced. Let's make sure that everybody still looks strong. And then the, the big old hug at the end. Uh, probably one of the worst schmoz finishes of all time. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this is this is about... Um, well, I think that's what people really love to bash, is legends. Um, oh! That's that's probably what we're though? getting at here. Yeah, that's that's uh, entry number 11, but also kind of entry number one. Maybe number because, one. Let's say, yeah, yeah let's say this, this is a good one to end on. This is I can't believe call. Goldberg beat The Fiend. 
Well, fuck that. <laughs> no, you know what? Goldberg created your childhood. Let him have one last match against this masked buffoon. I, I'm all over Goldberg. What a booking decision that was. No, it's a, it's good to bash legends. Like we got to tell them when to retire and to stay home. We know what's best for them. Get out of here. <laughs> no, stop trying to Randy the Ram your career. Just get the hell out of here. All right. Take a Benjamin. page. Take a page from the Undertaker. He walked away. Uh, this is this might be a good transition though. But Benjamin Davis is ready to talk about AEW Dynamite last night. I know. We're right at the the end of the episode. Good to meet you, Benjamin. But uh, yeah, we're basically going to do our, our tweet length reviews of NXT uh, and uh, AEW. So they're going to be brief. They're going to be quick. Matt, you're going first. I guess I, I guess I'm going first. I always Matt. go first. <laughs> um, jeez, I'm going to say moment number three was uh was hardcore because we do our top three moments. Try to throw a dishonorable mention in there, Matt. Moment number three. Cody and QT Marshall uh, having a, uh, God, I can't even think of the name of the match because of what I want to call it, a strap match. Man, it's hardcore duck, duck, goose. My favorite type of wrestling. <laughs> um, I uh, I didn't have very high expectations coming into a QT Marshall match, uh, but my expectations were eclipsed, if you will. Uh, and Cody triumphing in the battle of the duck, duck, goose uh, uh, combatants uh, it was a uh, it was a sight to see. It was a it was a really strong way to open up a wrestling show uh, for fifteen to twenty minutes with a commercial. Matt, well done for number three. Matt, oh man, number three for next extra time wrestling. What do you got? How, how many tweets was that, Mike? All right, that um, was uh, a feed. That was a whole Twitter feed, if you will. Uh, hashtag Cameron Grimes. I'm just kidding. Uh, going down to LA Knight, who is now going to be LA Knight's personal butlers. My number three moment from the Great American Bash. Mike, I absolutely love Cameron only three. Grimes. What I was gonna put that moment number one of the I, whole week. I, that I was thought about it. I love that decision. Uh, it's it's number three because, um, Maybe it wasn't the best match on the card, but uh, this is about what's happening in the future, and Cameron Grimes is going to give us absolute gold by being L.A. Knight's butler. Again, uh, some goofy fun, we, as we talked about in our previous segment. Mike, no mo- moment number two. Blah, blah, number, there's, my, there's my JR. Um, oh. Moment number two, Mike, from AEW. Man, JR is never going to be a guest on this show. All right, moment number two, Matt. <sighs> I can't not put it on the list. It was the hangman finally coming out to answer the call um, against Kenny Omega. Um, when we talked about what a bummer COVID was, obviously, uh, you know, death and destruction, but it also kind of pushed back uh, the push for hangman at a page. And now that COVID is over kind of, except for the Delta variant, but the hangman and Omega are finally, building to a pay-per-view match and this crowd was electric uh for the cowboy shit it was uh everything we were we were waiting for um it, it somehow magically aew just pressed pause on this man's push and then when it looked like things were going to be right just hit play and it's still just just climbing still ascending um the hangman just has that everest that mount everest push coming um, and I think this crowd's ready for it. And I think Omega has, he's gotten to the point where, all right, this son of a bitch needs to go down and hangman is so beloved. He could be 
the goddamn man to do it. Matt, that was moment number two. Matt, I, no, I just moment number two. Want to point out, you nobody has ever asked you to set this segment up as tweet length reviews. These are long tweets. All right, sometimes yeah, they're a whole TikTok <laughs> video. This is a whole TikTok. This is how you do it. All this right, match would have been number. This match would have been number two for next Jesus, oh my fucking god! This match would have been number one had the result made any fucking sense. Uh, but it was such a great match. Uh, but it is MSK going over Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Mm. Uh, my boys were owed a title run. I think the fans uh, at these shows, they're just not following MSK, and they're fine. Uh, but they're, they're they're not doing it for me. And every every team they face, that team becomes my new favorite. So what are we doing here? Uh, but MSK continues to win. And I guess maybe this will be my new bash as uh, the team I don't like uh, continues to get booked to win, and especially over my favorites. So that was moment number two. Mike, moment number one. Well, mention, it's going to be quick. Uh, Inner Circle of the Pinnacle are still feuding. When you go on Twitter, uh, when you look on my Twitter feed, uh, we're all kind of like, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, I think we've like we got it. Uh, I don't need to see these guys fight ever again. They actually posted the three on three records uh, for Hagar, Hagar, Hagar the horrible, Jake Jack, Hagar the horrible, <laughs> and Santana and Ortiz versus FTR and uh, Wardlow. Uh, I think they were a combined like uh, one and one and one and one was their win-loss record. I'm pretty sure they've just been fighting each other. Uh, ready for that feud to be over. Man, moment number one, without question. It was probably the most exciting moment all week. Uh, we you know, we thought it was like 60 days earlier than it possibly could have been. Matt, it was the reintroduction of Malachi Black into our lives. Alistair Black, Tommy wow. Ed, he's back on our TVs. Um... He came out, and like we mentioned before, he blackmasked uh, Arn Anderson to a point that he Sammy Sosa bat flipped, uh, and then you know just took an amazing uh, back bump. Um, in, a, in addition to a foot to the face uh, to help get over the newest mm -hmm. AEW recruit, um, and it looks like uh, Balakai is going to be feuding with Cody. Uh, this is you know going to be the talk of the wrestling town for weeks and months to come. Uh, really excited to see what this guy uh, Malachi has in store for us storyline wise. This is uh, it was a great debut, a plus debut. Matt, I know sometimes you you cheat and say, "Well, NXT was so perfect, they didn't have a dishonorable mention." But Matt, if you could find it in your heart to find just the crappiest moment of NXT, if there was one, I mean, it's a short card, but uh, I guess uh, you know, give me. Champa and Thatcher, give me give me champions there because I'm worried they're gonna break up this tag team now. Damn it. Uh number one, this might come as a surprise, but this was a loaded segment, and I'm all about story. Eosh Rai, Zoe Stark wow. coming, my NXT women's tag team champions, and of course, Mike, the battery is filled. Tegan Knox is back and coming after Candice LeRae. But this moment is number one, Mike, because Dexter Loomis. Is still in love with Indy. The one man, continued. one woman, two he hearts came, become one. I love it. <laughs> he came. He came to save Indy at the end of the match, and uh, it was beautiful. I love that Dexter's back on my TV. I think he is one of the most underrated guys on the WWE roster. 
and I eagerly await his release so he can join AEW. Mike, Man, that is before the NXT we go, Great American uh, Bash. Hot tag. Yeah. Who's... Only fans would you subscribe to first? Drew McIntyre or Dexter Loomis? Your thoughts? Oh my god, what are you Drew McIntyre? The fuck? Come on. Not even it's not even close. You don't want him to watch him stand outside people's windows and just stare at him suggestively? Clearly I do, but if I had to pick between the two, why in God's name would I not go with the beast from Belfast? You'd rather listen to McIntyre tell these long, boring stories about where an old sword came from? Snooze. Oh, wait. I just gave him the nickname of uh, Seamus, didn't I? Uh, he's the Scottish psychopath. Beast from yeah. Bel- Belfast is Ireland, right? <laughs> I Man, get your globe out. Come on. <laughs> what kind of McIntyre fan are you? Yeah. Uh, to ever, hopefully I get ripped in the comments uh, as this video continues to... If- if Sir, they don't, folks, if they don't, Mike, I will. I want to do. Let's pump up next week's episode, Mike. I made a list here. We didn't get into it, um, Mike. I, I want to do ten wrestlers, and we'll do this next week. You make your list, everybody who's watching at home, make your list. Ten wrestlers that could <laughs> jump ship to AEW, <laughs> and you would never need to watch WWE ever again. Um, just a quick hint: you may have heard one of the names for me. Uh, that would do it. Uh, but it, this is going to be fun. You're basically building two Survivor Series teams here, um, if, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, so I, that's what I, I kind of have built here. Uh, Mike, I hope I hope we don't have two mirrored lists. I don't think we will. But, um, I mean, right now I'm looking at my list and kind of going, you know what, I'm going to make a change to it. So we'll have, we'll have that list. I hope everybody will tune in next week. Um, for... All of the uh, hockey fans out there, Red Wings rant is still going strong. We're coming to you guys twice a week, but we got three episodes this week, and that is thanks to um, Dynasty by Decade. You guys can find on the Hockey Podcast Network, where myself and uh, Red Wings broadcaster uh, Ken Kell went over the 1990s for the Detroit Red Wings, everything in the 80s that led to them becoming this 90s dynasty, uh, the Cups, and then, of course, what came after that. If you guys are... Hockey fans, um, it's it's a great little documentary sesh that we set up, uh, Ken Cal and I. And then, uh, of course, the full show is is available, too, so you guys can see the 60s, 70s, 80s, and, of course, uh, the 90s as we're going through. Now, highly recommend it, but sticking with pro wrestling, find us at BOD Podcast on Twitter, brothers underscore of underscore discussion on um, Instagram. And uh, if you are watching on Twitch, subscribe. Uh, and if you're on uh, YouTube, hit that old subscribe button. Twitch, uh, hey, we, Mike, we could do the, the new WWE game uh, that just came up uh, free on the PlayStation Network. And then, uh, like I mentioned, as soon as I can get my little baby boy on a good sleep schedule, I will be going through The Witcher. Uh, if anybody's a fan, tomorrow's uh, WitcherCon, so um, might be a good time to start doing that. <laughs> kind of jump on those hashtags. Uh, yeah. But yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody.